Blog Talk Radio. about in this meeting. 
right? So, so this conference okay. just paid a lot of money to go bring in a consulting firm to run all of these, right. you know, simulations to determine whether this helps to make the playoffs. I, the very concept of that is ridiculous. We've had a playoff for two seasons. We have two data points. The Big 12 made the playoff one year. They didn't make the playoff another year because Ohio State, the biggest brand in college football, don't trunk Wisconsin by like a bajillion points, and they got right. a little bit unlucky. So I, I don't understand any way that you could possibly quantify the subjective opinions of, of you know, 12, 13 people with two data points and come up with any kind of analysis that you can feel confident in. And after doing all of that or running all of these numbers, the, the Big 12 comes back and says, or the, this consulting agency comes back and says, if you expand uh, two more teams, you will improve your chances of making the playoff by 4 to 5%, which is wow. <laughs> and it's Yeah, and it's, and it's tiny. So then, then you got to go here to Texas Tech or TCU or some of these teams that uh, don't, are, are reportedly not in favor of expansion and who would uh, be hurt the most from uh, the loss of television revenue that would come from a media expansion and say, you know, you need to buy into this because it might help Texas make the playoff 4% more likely. Like, that's ridiculous. So ignoring yeah. all of that, though, ignoring all of that, I still think this is the best option for the majority of the teams in this conference. There's two big reasons for that. The first is Oklahoma really, really wants this, and you don't have a conference yes. without Oklahoma. If Oklahoma, right. Oklahoma's, you know, David Boren has been pretty explicit in some of these personal emails about how much he likes Cincinnati's administration and how strongly he feels about that school. You have West Virginia University President Gordon Gee, who's been pretty, you know, adamant, including to me, about we need a travel partner. We need somebody else in the Eastern right. time zone. And, and because these, these television contracts are going to end in five, six, seven years, and no matter what the Big 12 does, they're not going to have television parity with the Big Ten or the SEC. So Oklahoma has right. a chance to leave, and they can make, you know, 15, 20, 25 million more dollars a year by jumping. If you're TCU or if you're Baylor or if you're Iowa State, you got to do whatever you can do to keep Oklahoma happy. And if Oklahoma says you want they want Cincinnati, you give them Cincinnati. Um, and then you need to be thinking here, yeah, if Oklahoma leaves, which they might do anyway, or if Texas leaves because they might not want to give up their television network or because they're going to be able to make $50 million in the Big Ten of the SEC, if you're these other teams in this conference, you've got to realize, I've got to look out for me. And the only way that I can help potentially make my environment more stable is by adding a couple more of these teams that have solid football programs. If, there's a whole, if, if everyone else is picking at the carcass of the Big 12, Iowa State's not getting a seat at the table. No one's coming to pick up Kansas State. Nobody wants Oklahoma right. State television eyeballs. So if you want to keep yourself as a power conference and, and not become the American, you need to add a couple other teams here, give yourself some additional depth. So if you lose Oklahoma and Texas, you still have a power conference. So that, that's why, and I've written about this on Espionation a couple of times, if I was, I mean, like if yeah. Texas votes no, like I get it, right? Like, you know, that is probably not their mm -hmm. best interest. But everybody else... <clears throat> You you should want some other teams, right? And and and, uh, and I'll touch on that in a second. But I want to go back to what you alluded to earlier. When you said, like I recall, to keep Oklahoma happy, I always thought before like the last few weeks, I guess last few days, I should say that Oklahoma and Texas were tied at the hip. But I didn't realize that. Uh, I should have realized that. I think Oklahoma had this 
had to like grin and bear it the last few years because because Texas has Oklahoma doesn't have that's the Longhorn Network, and I agree that Oklahoma is a brand, It's a brand all on its own, right? And the thing is, is that I was I was always under the belief that Oklahoma would not leave would give second thought to leaving Texas behind, but it's becoming more and more apparent that. Oklahoma does not give a damn about leaving Kansas. I mean, I'm sorry uh, about not leaving Texas behind. Uh, you know, I guess President Boren made that perfectly clear, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, people forget that Oklahoma and Texas weren't always in the same conference. You know, the the Southwest right. and the Big Eight were, right. were different entities, and they, and they've been playing each other forever uh, when when they right. weren't in the same league. I think they would probably both prefer to be in the same conference. You know, they were tied with the, uh, that Pac-16 that almost happened in around 2011. And I think if right. both of them decided they want to leave, uh, they're going to have the same conferences interested in them. The Pac-12, I'm sure, will try again. The SEC would love to have both. The Big Ten would take both. Big Ten probably wants yes, to take more than Oklahoma because Oklahoma is not in the American Association of Universities, but they would take both. So if they want to stick together, they can. But, uh, you know, David Boren, Oklahoma's president, was a, was a crafty politician, he knows exactly what he's doing by being so public and beating this drum. And if there's a way for Oklahoma to make a gajillion dollars, and that means that they have to split up from Texas, yeah, I, I, I mean, it would be stupid not to do it. Right. And I'll, I'll ask you this, though. Is there any scenario, speaking of Texas, that they would ever give up this Longhorn Network, even though it's a financial uh, – I trust the SPM, but it makes Texas a cool $15 million a year that they don't have to share with anybody? Is it really possible that they really give that up? You know, I, I don't want to say that it's impossible because this the television industry is changing, I think, pretty significantly. And the sort right, of assumptions sure. that we've made about sports media now may be very different in six years. But, but trying to look at things in the short term, I can't see any incentive for Texas to change it. ESPN is losing a ton of money on this deal, but Texas certainly isn't. And having this, this, right. this deal that monopolizes their, their tier one right keeps the Big 12 from having a conference and network and perhaps getting stability. But Texas doesn't care about that because Texas will have a home, potentially more lucrative home, no matter where they go. So you know, I, I'm sure that over these meetings this weekend and the Big 12 meetings with university presidents that will happen at the end of May, beginning of June, I'm sure people are going to try right. to talk Texas into giving it up. But I can't see a reason why they want to now. Now, in, in six years, could circumstances change and it makes sense? Like maybe I can't tell the future, but I don't, I don't, I don't get what they would, what they, how they would benefit from changing it. Do you have an idea of top of your head how long the Longhorn Network contract runs? I think it runs through twenty twenty three. I'm probably wrong about that, but uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, and I'm not in front of a computer at the moment. The Big Twelve contract and uh, either twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. And so that, that would be right. around the time where all, all of this gets changed up. Um, so, don't, you know, no, no immediate changes with the next three or four years are our life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I feel on that. So I say all that to say this. Would Texas really, like, I mean, to your point, I think other conferences are going to make a run at Texas sooner rather than later. Um such as the Pac-12, especially the, the Big Ten and the SEC, now they're flush with cash. I think those two conferences are the more viable options for Texas. This is all about the money. Um, I, I just, gosh, I mean, 
I see your point that they wouldn't give they that Texas would be foolish to give up fifteen million dollars a year, extra a year. I'm just thinking that with this Big Ten network being finalized, I mean they're making like fuku amount of money it's just just from half the inventory. So between them and the SEC, I just think that may be too much money for Texas to want to hold on to their logo network for more than me. I'll, I'll go out on limb and say no more than two, three more years from now. I think the man would be too great in those two conferences if the Big 12 doesn't, you know, doesn't have a network or is no longer viable. I, I you know, anything's possible because this sport right. is the stupidest. But that was, I think, yeah, I mean, I I said I would love, I love college football, but it's dumb as hell. Um, It it would, it would, I would surprise. I don't think there's a major incentive to do that, right? The Big Ten, let's let's take the Big Ten, for example. The Big Ten, their television contract gets finalized this year. You've got the $250 million with Fox. So for half of the, half the rights, you're going to sell another package between $200 and $250 million for the second rights. But that expires yeah. the year before the Big 12 does. Like, that, that's only a six-year deal. And if you add Texas, you don't get to renegotiate it. So it would behoove the Big 10 to wait it out until near the very end of that deal, then get Texas. Right. So you have the most leverage when you can resign again. So there's no reason. I mean, if you, I mean, I guess it's the choice of getting Texas for years and not getting Texas. You do it now. But it would make more sense for them to wait five or six years, wait for Texas to get a little bit more uncomfortable, Wait till you're in a better bargaining position, and then do it. Uh, the SEC is kind of in a, is in a somewhat similar position. Their television rights are locked into the 2030s. They have the longer deal, but if they expand, then they do have the potential to to renegotiate. So, you know whether they're going to whether they would try to get Texas now. I mean, there's the Texas. The Big 12 still has their grant of rights. So it would be like this gigantic legal battle. I would not expect to see any major power conference realignment until right before the Big Ten deal is done. So I'm looking at the next six, you know, five to six years. You could see realignment within the Big 12. You could see realignment within the American Athletic Conference. You might see it at Conference right. USA. You might see it with the Mountain West because they're trying, they're, they are purportedly looking to add another, another team. But it, anything else mm. within the next five years would surprise me a lot. Wow. You know, yeah, 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 that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's going to be a wild, wild west in like six years' time because, I mean, to your point, man, it's all going down. Um, let me just ask you this right quick, just just while we're, we're, we're discussing this, um, about discussing expansion. I mean, I don't see the Big 12 poaching schools from other Power 5 conferences. Like, for example, I don't. I mean, a lot of people like to say Florida State might be a good match, like Eclipses, what Clemson, Miami. I don't see those three schools. I mean, talking about traveling issues. I mean, sure they have each other in that pod, but I mean, as much as those schools, especially Florida State, tend to crawl about the ACCB and North Carolina Citrus, how would they feel dealing with the, the likes of Texas in the Big Twelve? So I do not see that happen. Um, so no. who? Are you? Yeah. So go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're right. No, yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I was going to ask, who in your mind would be the most viable candidates from the Power Five groups because they'll have to likely pull for the Power Five. Uh, I'm, sorry, for, I'm sorry, sorry, for the group of six, I'm sorry. So, you sure. know, what is Memphis, uh, Cincinnati, BYU, Boise State, what's the name that's been brandied about? 
who are your, who would be your three, just off the top of your head, your three prime candidates out of the group of five that would be viable candidates for expansion? Sure. So, so first, I, I, your, your assumption is correct. Big 12 right now can't poach another Power 5 team. The, our grant of rights agreements within the ACC and the other major conferences that make that legally impossible. It would be a gigantic court case, and it wouldn't be worth it. So there's, I think there's two answers to that question. The first one is, you know, what do I see as the most viable options as a reporter? You know, given – I've talked to a couple of Big 12 administrators. I've done some open records requests. You know, I, I'm not flying completely blind here. And then the, your three most likely candidates are Cincinnati is your overwhelming favorite. They are the, the team, the, the school that has been the most public and uh, the most mm-hmm. consistent in, in trying to beg every other league to let them in. Like, I, 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 I've watched their promotional videos. I've seen their emails to, like, half the Big 12 university presidents trying to get in there. Like, and, and they're one – that's a school that people have said makes sense. So Cincinnati would be, as a reporter, I would say is the most likely. I would expect the other candidate to come from either UConn, BYU, or Memphis. And I think it's probably in that order. That's what I'm saying here as a reporter. Now, if it was me as the conference, you know, if I was Bob Bowlesby and I was trying to make my recommendations to the rest of schools, I would tell them you should get BYU and Cincinnati. And you should not get UConn. And you should ignore these Florida schools. Uh, and if you need to get a third team, I would say look at Boise State. Now, I, I, as a reporter, I realized, like, no one's talking to Boise State. That's not a candidate. That's not. That's not a school on anybody's radar. Like that's 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 not going to happen. Uh, but right. from a pure athleticism standpoint, you know, I think that I think they're a better fit than like South Florida. But I, I would, mm-hmm. you know, you're look you're looking at Cincinnati almost certainly, BYU, UConn, and Memphis as like your 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 most likely group. Yeah, I I, I mean I tend to. Uh, See what you're talking about with, with UConn because when we're talking markets, that gives you the, the that gives the Big 12 the New England market, kind of a sort of a travel partner for, for West Virginia and Cincinnati for obvious reasons. I mean, it's right there in the hotbed of the Midwest. Um, I, I I mean, as much as I favor Cincinnati, and of course I live in Cincinnati. Um, I just think right. about okay, what if, what if that overlaps with the Big Ten, right? With the Big Ten footprint, you know, if you're talking about I'm now, now we're strictly talking about network viabilities now. Now with like you know Cincinnati is kind of like a big Big Ten like network town, but do you see like you know the inroads being made with a possible Big Twelve network? Just saying like just for the sake of argument, Texas says okay, let's get rid of the big the uh, local net, uh, uh, network and have this thing going. Could that make possible inroads in Cincinnati in terms of network share or market share rather with Ohio State and Ohio State territory? Yeah, I mean, like, it, you, you, you bring up something really important there. And, and this is an assumption that I think a lot of people miss, including sports writers, when they're talking about expansion. Yeah. It's because there's, yeah. you know, after what the Big Ten did and after what some of these other conferences did, like the Pac-12, it's tempting to say, well, this school's in a big city, so it delivers the market. Well, if the Big right. 12 doesn't have a television network, markets don't mean anything because there's, there's, there's no market to deliver. If you add UConn thinking that that's going to help you with New York, with New York and you don't have a network, you're not getting any extra money. Um, so unless the, unless Texas decides that we're going to kill our network and we're going to fold it into a Big 12 thing, so the whole population density or size where you are at, at the move at the move point. And now, if you do launch a, a, a Big 12 network, um, 
it has the potential to make some money, but you're also looking at this being a very different group than, say, the Big 12 or the Pac-12, because most of these um, Big 12 universities are regional. They don't have their alumni or their fan bases spread out across the entire country, and they're much smaller schools. Like, all the Big 10 schools, like, almost all of them have 40,000 students. They have gigantic hundreds of thousands of alumni. And compare that to TCU or Baylor or West Virginia, um, you're, you're just right off the bat not nearly as financially uh, viable uh, as a television property. Would adding Cincinnati right. help, with, you know, help with that? Um, I think so, even if they're not going to get the television ratings that the BTN does because Cincinnati, has, and maybe you've noticed this, low-key doesn't really have that many fans. Um, but you right. know, have, having you know, being able to get you know, I think Cincinnati is like a top 35 television market for college football. It's a top 25 television market. It's going to help a little bit, and I'm sure that's what I'm going to talk about this weekend. But again, right. if there's no Big 12. If there's no Big 12 television network. Like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Um, now speaking of like uh, student bodies and alumni sizes, um, I tend to think that Central Florida. Would be and and I know you said earlier strike from the record from that the Florida schools, but Central Florida is like the biggest in terms of enrollment. It's the biggest school in the state of Florida, believe it or not. And um, and I think that they may be eyeing the Florida area, the state of Florida, as a recruiting hotbed. So I think people really kind of is, is again on the Central Florida bandwagon for those two reasons alone. And to be honest with you. And you're going to laugh at me about this. I included them in my viable candidate list for the Big 12, along with the likes of BYU, Memphis, and Cincinnati, just because I think that at least the size of the, of the Central Florida, uh, University of Central Florida, would be, I guess, kind of ideal. But, uh, again, you know, what did I know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean – I, I, I don't think that's crazy, but then you also want to dig a little bit more into exactly what kind of school that is. You're right. Central Florida's enrollment is massive. It's also a gigantic commuter college. It's a, it, it, it's a university that brings in a ton, yeah, and it brings in a ton of people who are you know non-traditional students. You have adults coming in, uh, you know, getting later education here. It, it's not a place like UF where you've got thirty thousand people who are living on campus and coming across the country and living there and then developing that culture and coming out of Florida fans. I would not be shocked if you took an entire survey on, you know, all 60,000 UCF students and you discovered that there are more Florida or Florida State fans there than there are UCF. Right. So, you mean, and, and, and so, yeah, and that's kind of, and, and that's kind of the, the, the risk you run with some of these uh, – Newer football programs, right? If you have some of these large commuter schools that are trying to spend money in football as a way of growing their institutional presence, so that includes your South Florida, uh, to a, it's a much smaller extent, UConn, but still a little bit. I think it's definitely the case for Boise State. It's the case fully with Cincinnati, too, which was a commuter college, and I lived in Ohio. Uh, so I guess a little bit less so now. It's the case with Houston. These are places that don't have their fans yet. They're, they're still the second or third or fourth most popular uh, program within their own state. And that's not the case for BYU. That's not the case for a couple of these other places. So, like, in 30 years, is Central Florida, like, a more attractive institution? Probably. But if you're adding them to your conference now, you're adding them with understanding that, like, this team is probably going to suck at sports. 
probably not going to bring a lot of fans or travel, and you just hope that they grow into it when they have access to your, your yeah. television, they have access to your, your, all, all of your resources. And sometimes that works, uh, but I think that's really risky. Yeah, and uh, I'll get you out on this note, man. Uh, the question about the Longhorn Network's contract, it's a 20-year contract which runs through 2030. So, well, <laughs> there you go. You know, yeah. That's yeah. That's 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 you, that's that's you, that's 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 Story about the Longhorn Network, I think, last year. So I don't know if there's okay. some kind of like provisional clauses before 2030 where they could renegotiate that. But yeah, you know, the, the TLDR here is like that's a big ass contract. It's not going away for a while uh, unless right. you know people are able to make some really convincing arguments this weekend and in three weeks. I don't see it happening, and I'm sure you don't either. Yeah. That would not be my guess. Yeah, Texas is not going to give up, like, what, uh, hell, what, 15 more years or 15 million per not to share? Good luck with I that, wouldn't. 12, but, yeah, <laughs> only boo-boo the fool would. Uh, on that <laughs> note, hey, man, thanks a lot for joining me on such short notice, man. Uh, we'll talk yeah, no to you problem. later on the season, and um, and please uh, don't let the politics get you down. This has been a tough evening for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go play with yeah. my kid. I'm gonna close that laptop yeah. for a little bit, and, and tomorrow will be a better okay. day. Okay. There you go. That's all right. it. Okay. If you don't, if, if, take, all right, if you can't make lemonade, then throw the whole limit out. So there you go. Take five, man. Something like that. Yeah, you bet. Take care. All right, peace out. That's my guy, Matt Brown. Check him out on Twitter. Uh, that was quite entertaining. Uh, <laughs> yeah, politics suck these days, but. Anyway, speaking of stuff, stuff, things that suck, Logo Network through 2031, 2032. Yeah, we're not going to see the Big Ten, Big 12 Network for a while, if ever. So good luck trying to talk, uh, check us out or off of that, off of that three, uh, money train. But anyway, thank you all for listening. This is Scott Brooks with the Clown Hour signing off. Enjoying the NBA playoffs. Oh, six, y'all. Nice.